Blog Talk Radio. From the Cyber Station USA studios, it's Music Friday, the end of the week program of Fairness Radio, where you choose the bands we interview and we put them on the air for you to talk to. Just go to our website, musicfriday at nationbuilder.com and click on your choice and tell us who you want to hear on the show. The top vote getter wins every week. Any kind of music is okay. Well, maybe not classical, but rock, hip hop, country, pop, jazz, blues, world music, they're all good. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan in Los Angeles. I'm broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. on the Cyberstation USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. It's August 16th, and today we're going to be talking with two talents breaking out in the L.A. and soon the national music scene, Joe Gill and Sonnet Simmons. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor, Solar City. In 2000, I put solar electric panels on my roof. My solar system cut my electricity bill in half. Solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners. With Solar City, you can go solar for zero down payment on approved credit. That's right, no upfront costs. Solar City will come out and install a solar system on your home for free, and you just pay for the power that you use, just like you do from the utility company, but you pay for less of it. You pay for less of it because the sun is making maybe as much as half of it. Solar City pays for the system. They insure the system, and they maintain the system. And all you have to do is enjoy these savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. How do you find out about solar energy from Solar City? Well, you call Tina. That's right. There really is a Tina. She's at Solar City, and you tell her uh, that you heard about it on Fairness Radio, Music Friday, and or you or that I sent you. Tina's phone number is nine zero nine six one eight sixty nine thirty seven. That's nine zero nine six one eight sixty nine thirty seven. And remember, tell Tina that I sent you, that Patrick O'Heffernan sent you, and she will give you a $250 discount on your first order. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to our first guest, Joe Gill. Don't go away. You're listening to Fairness Radio with Patrick O'Heffernan. Um, and this is Music Friday on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyberstation USA Network, and our radio. And soon, just a minute, our, our radio affiliates around the country. Cyberstation USA is the future of radio. Get your business into the online future at the world's largest internet radio station. From banner placement on our homepage to any of our broadcaster stations, commercials on our video player, audio spots on any of our shows, or at the beginning of any of our on-demand broadcasts. Cyberstation USA offers competitive rates with a worldwide reach, a fully integrated one-stop shop social media broadcast platform. For more information, please contact our sales department at cameo at cyberstationusa.com. You're into the paranormal. Then you're into Don Ecker and Dark Matters. Something I have been immersed in for 20 years. Lunar research on items known as lunar transient phenomena. For over 400 years, world-class astronomers have been observing strange sights, lights, 
slashes, and other things on the moon. Provocative topics, listeners' calls, and interesting guests. My guest, Mr. Alan Stern. On my website, I have a list of 100 or so lunar conspiracy theories. I had to kind of come to terms with one of them that I hadn't really thought about. It's the kind of show that might keep you up at night. Speculation is, at some time in our past, or perhaps even today, there is another presence on the And I'm not talking about indigenous lunar folks. I'm talking about a space base by somebody else on the far side. Dark Matters with Don Ecker, exclusively on CyberStationUSA.com. My favorite thing about the radio show is that it's continuous. And you are listening to CyberStation USA, and you're listening to Blog Talk Radio, and you're listening to Music Friday. This is Patrick O'Heffern, and your host. And I want to welcome in all of our radio stations around the country, particularly want to say hi. Hi, I'm waving hi to our radio listeners in Tampa, Florida. That's Tampa Bay, Florida, and Bradenton, Florida. They're on 1490 WWPR in Tampa Bay, and also to our FM listeners up there in Ashland, Oregon, which is a great college town. We get a lot of email from Ashland, Oregon. I know you're in the middle of a Shakespeare festival now and kind of uh, overrun with tourists, which you like. So just let me wave hi to you, and you're listening to us on KSKQFM in Ashland, Oregon. Everybody listening can join us by email. You can email one of two email addresses, our corporate address, fairnessradio at gmail.com, or you can email us here at Music Friday at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. You can also call in. We love to have our fans and our, our band's fans call in, 347 347- Two one five seventy five eleven, and in just a minute we're going to open up the chat room. Yes, the chat room is now open, so everybody listening out there online on the Blog Talk Network can listen to us, uh, can uh, post on the chat room, and uh, we'll love to see you there. Well, it's no wonder that our first guest today is turning heads in the indie music world. He tells great stories with penetrating questions embedded in them. He crafts opulent arrangements that draw you in, and he tantalizes you with a voice that is at once soothing and also kind of otherworldly. Joe Gill is an emerging talent whose first two EPs, Joe Gill and Blankets, presage a coming chart topper. He took a break from his writing and his performances, and he's going to be performing tonight at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood to talk with us. Joe Gill, welcome to Music Friday. Thanks so much for having me. Well, Joe, you didn't train as a musician, but you seem to have total control over your voice and an uncanny precision in your writing. How did you learn to do that? Um, I think for, as far as singing goes, I've just always been able to sing. Like from, I can remember from like five years old, I, I was singing kind of quietly in the side, like not letting anyone know. And then when I was like 18 or 19, I started performing. Um, and as far as songwriting, my dad is just always kind of, he's, he's a huge music lover and he's always played really great music. So I kind of attribute my ear to his taste. So just um, listening to like the classics and all of that. Uh, when you say the classics, you mean classic rock and roll or or classic swing? Well, no, like uh, swing kind of singer-songwriter like Cat Stevens, like the Beatles obviously was really big, Billy Joel, Elton John, like... Uh, just really classic songwriters. Uh, wow, <laughs> you, huge. 
and 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 that has definitely influenced uh, the the way you write. I, in fact, I want to show our listeners, uh, give our listeners a little taste of it, and uh, play a bit of my favorite song from the EP, and that's Many Beginnings. Cool. that all day and the way you put it together is uh just just marvelous um and what a story and what an arrangement did that flow from your head in one piece or did you have to sort of handcraft it piece it together over time you know what that song is it's a little bit funny it's um i got commissioned by abc to write a song like they they had placed one of my song my original songs off my my first ep on a a TV show and the music supervisor, we became good friends and he really, he really likes my music. So he approached ABC and asked if I could write an original song just for their whole network, like for every television station they have. And it was really cool because they didn't say like, it's gotta be like this. It's gotta be like that. They were just say it. They just said, write a song. And, um, so that was the song I wrote. Um, and it was, it, it took me about a week to kind of really write it and produce it. Uh, I did all of that. It was it was funny because I did that whole song. I produced the whole song and wrote it, recorded it, everything in my, my little, at that time I was living in a one, uh, two bedroom apartment, but I was sharing a bedroom. So it was, it was, <laughs> it was funny. It was a good stepping stone for me. And I, I think it was, it's really cool because, I, I really love that song because it, it means a lot to me and it, it it takes me back to kind of just the beginnings of everything. Um, well, your beginnings, I, I guess, in, in television. Have you written many songs uh, for television shows? Um, you know, I was uh, I had worked with a, a 
a company a company had heard my music and asked me to write some stuff for like commercials that I was doing occasionally but mm-hmm. no that was the first that song was the first and last song that I really had done for television uh specifically is um um writing when somebody commissions a song um is is that kind of a different creative process in which you have to kind of meet a a deadline and you have to meet certain points when other when otherwise you might just sit and think this is how I feel and this is the way the music should sound it does it require a different kind of discipline it does and i think for me um i when i started to really begin um, my career as a songwriter and as an artist about, I graduated college in 09, so it's been about three to four years now. Um, it kind of forced me to have some type of dis- discipline in songwriting because my manager, uh, he knew that world about pop songwriting and just just being a songwriter. And me, I was very, like I had no idea what that meant. And so for about three years, I have been doing sessions, uh, songwriting sessions where you go in in a room and you collaborate with someone else and you get a song by the end of the day, or at least the beginnings of the song. So that takes, it, it, it takes some creativity out of it, but it also instills some type of discipline that I think you, you, really, you really do need as a songwriter because sometimes songs just don't come out when you want them to. So you have to be able to, to be persistent. I, I, yeah, I guess you can't uh, t- tell creativity. Now you go do it. Um, you've got a couple of emails already from your fans. Um, one of your fans is in New York City, and this is Samson. And Samson says, we would like to see you out here. New York is the new L.A. I don't know about that. Uh, but book them <laughs> at Joe's Cafe, please. <laughs> well, aside from the New York is the new L.A., um, you got any plans for a tour that might include New York? <laughs> um. I don't. I've been planning to go to New York for a writing trip. Um, my publisher wants to send me out there, and uh, when I go out there, I'll, I'll for sure play once once I'm out there. But I just don't. Um, I don't see it happening. Just I. I've, as far as tours go, I've just been working so hard. I released my last EP through three years ago, which is way too long. Yeah. But, I think it's that perfectionist in me just wanting the right and perfect songs to release a full length. And once I have that, then I'll for sure go on the road and play as many places that they'll allow me to play, allow me uh-huh. to play and walk in the doors with my guitar. Well, you've got at least one fan in New York, and maybe you should you should give um, uh, Joe's Cafe a call when you're there. Uh, another fan has written in from this is uh, Allison in Los Angeles, and and Allison says, "Dreamy is he as cute as he sounds?" Well, I'm a little you'll you'll have to I don't know if you want to answer that or not. Right? Uh, I probably shouldn't answer that now. Well, 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 Allison, t- t- tell you what, why don't you go to Music Friday dot nationbuilder.com and you can see a nice big picture of him on the banner of uh, of our website this week. We always feature our musicians on our website and you can decide if he's as cute as he sounds. But uh, we're going to hear a little bit more of how he sounds now uh, with time to move on. Fighting battles for our whole lives We've been building 
song captures melancholy very well. Is that uh, from your life? Is that a life experience song? Yeah, you know, I wrote that. Um, it was at the beginning of the new year. I think it was two, the beginning of 2012 or 2008, but I can't even remember anymore. Um, and it was just one of those times where I was trying to get past something that happened in my life. And a lot, a lot of times it sounds when I, the lyrics are the way I set it up, it sounds like I'm talking to somebody, but really I'm writing songs to help me cope through what I'm going through. Even though it sounds like I'm talking to someone, I, I don't want to be that guy who's like preaching, but it's, uh, it's me really talking to myself and, kind of trying to get me through my life experiences. And I think that's why I feel like people have connected with it in a, in a positive way um, because everyone goes through hard times. And I think it, it songs usually tend to come out a little bit more emotional when you're going through hard times. Yeah, that's interesting. I've heard a number of songwriters say that, that their best work is is uh, during the bad parts of their life rather than the good parts of their life. And uh, not being an artist, yeah. I'm just going to have to accept that. Um, Sarah yeah. and Austin, <laughs> you'll enjoy. This is not part of the bad. This is not a bad part. Um, Sarah and Austin uh, writes. Um, I looked at his photo on your website, and he and he is as cute as he sounds. Bring him to Texas. Well, there, there's the answer. Okay, so now you've got New York and Texas are asking you to you to come. Um, on a more serious note, uh, it seems like a lot of what this EP is about is the end of love or a critical point in a relationship. They both seem to figure rather strongly in your life, um, or at least in your your songs. So I want to play a little bit of the title song "Leave or Stay," and then let's uh, get back and talk about that for a second. Songwriter Joe Gill. We've just heard a, a, a cut from his uh, uh, self-titled uh, self uh, EP, Leave or Stay. And uh, you can be part of the program. You can call in 347-215-7511. You can email us at either one of our email addresses, musiclive at gmail.com or fairnessradio at gmail.com. And like I said, that was a, a cut from uh, Leave or Stay. And uh, 
let's get back to this. It seems like the critical points of relationships figure strongly in your music. Um, am, am I right on that, or are we just looking at a too narrow of a sample? Yeah, you know, to be honest, it was one critical relationship when I was younger. It, it was just like my first like real like I guess heartbreak, and from that. I could probably write a thousand songs for the rest of my life. You know, I don't. I don't think you necessarily need to be to be through a hundred relationships to to have that. I think one is more than enough. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say more than enough because um, you you uh, you devolve you. Uh, got an awful lot of material from that that one so maybe you need just one we've got a, an email here from mike in maine who wants to know um is he married or dating is a better question that the listener should have asked but the music is awesome well i'm not going to ask either i'm not going to ask those two questions but i agree with you that the uh the music is awesome. We have another email here, uh, also from Maine. Speaking of which, the show will start off with the Blue Oyster Cult. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, are you, you? Is the Blue Oyster Cult one of your influences? No, I, I've I would never think so. Is that, a, is that a band? Yeah, it is, and and it's it's not your it's not anything like your music at all. However, I think uh, Brandon in Philly may have something to say about that. And Brandon asks. Um, um, is he representative of the L.A. music scene? It seems like he's not pop. He's a balladeer. Would you call yourself a balladeer? <laughs> yeah, you know, I uh, I seem to just I feel like that's like my bread and butter is to write slower, emotional ballads. But I, the, these songs that I'm playing, you're playing today, were written probably about two years ago. Mm. And probably the stuff, well, two years to about a year and a half ago, and the stuff I've been doing um, the past six, seven months is kind of try to up the tempo a little bit, not so much go pop, but just with a little bit more energy. Because I think there's always times where you, you, you need both, I feel like. You need both as far as a listener. Um, and and for me playing live, it, it was one of those things when I was playing shows that if people were really, really listening, I think they would enjoy it. But it, it's always it's more um, enjoyable to catch the person who's at the bar making a ton of noise and trying to catch his ear. And, and a lot of times it's, it's easier when you're playing a faster song, and that's just honest. Yeah, you're right about that. Although um, I will say that there are times when I have been in you know those kinds of noisy bars and uh, a soft song has forced me to listen and and really pay attention. So maybe it cuts both ways. We're talking with Joe Gill. Joe Gill's a singer-songwriter from L.A. You'll be able to see Joe tonight. If you're in the Southern California area, you can see Joe tonight. He's at the Hotel Cafe on Coenga in Hollywood, going to be up at 8 o'clock. That's the Hotel Cafe. Right now, you can talk to him, 347-215-7511, or you can join uh, the crowd that's uh, sending us emails. and that's You can email 
us at either one of our addresses, musicfridaylive at gmail.com or fairnessradio at gmail.com. And also, don't forget, we're brought to you by Solar City. And if you call Solar City, you call Tina at Solar City, 909-618-6937, and tell Tina I sent you. She can give you a $250 deduction on installing solar, or not even paying on for installation on your first order of solar energy. But right now we're talking, like I said, with, with Joe Gill. And Joe, you've got an album in the works now. You're, you're working on something. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, I mean, I've been working on something for the past three years. And it really, it's almost a joke how long it's taken me uh, to, to really to feel comfortable in, in stamping and putting a name putting my name on a CD and giving it to the world. Um, but, yeah, I've been working really, really hard really recently. I mean, it's been interesting because I've I've had some minor successes in just being a songwriter, not as an artist per se. And uh, kind of I kind of let that consume my life for a little bit. And probably within the past six months, I've really kind of focused and honed in on my artist stuff again. And it's been really fun. It's just been fun. Like, to really think of putting my voice out there in the world and not thinking about someone else singing songs that I'm writing. Do, do you have a title for the the album or a working title yet? No, I don't. I I don't have a title yet. I, okay. I yeah, still. I don't even okay. have all the songs. Like I have so many songs right now. I have probably like 20 songs. Um, that's not so many, but I'm, I want to write another 10. 10 to 15 more, and then from that, pick the best seven. Wow, that is a uh, uh, a lot of work if you write 20 and you winnow it down to uh, to seven. I hope you don't throw away the, the, the other 13 of the 13 <laughs> songs. <laughs> right. uh, but, but that's up to you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with those. Um. Well, you're, you'll have to when you do have the album ready to go. You'll have to give us a uh, a call or shoot us an email and let us know, and we can have you back on the show and play songs from the the new album and um, uh, give it a little a little push there. Uh, right yeah, now, that'd be great. Uh, um, I'd like to play a little bit of the most intriguing song um, on the uh, the EP, and that's Woodblock. to do and all you really want you losing this world's moving fast I'm just trying to keep the pace in this never ending race that I've been losing cause I'm broken and I'm sinking I'm a shipwreck off to sea and I'm begging some answers I'm a poor man in need and I'm searching Like I said, I think that's the most intriguing song on the EP, and uh, it's also, I think, one of the most powerful ones. Uh, um, 
What do you mean you are a blind man trying to see a woodblock? Where did that come from? Uh, you know, I was just going through the end of that one relation. This was the, actually the first, that was probably the first true song I ever like wrote in my life. I wrote it maybe um, five years ago. And I was in college at the, I was in college at the time, and I tracked a, a demo. I, I had a little mini walk-in closet that was like three feet in, and um, it, I tracked it all in this miniature closet and put it up on uh, MySpace at the time. And my my manager, that's how he found me. He heard that song, and um it was pretty much he wanted to work with me just from that one song and i think it was just it was one of those things that it was so true it wasn't like you were writing a song it was just me kind of journaling my life yeah. uh, what i was going through and um at that point i just felt like completely lost i think um there's certain things that in your life whether it's losing a job losing a girlfriend or whatever it is it's sometimes you just feel like there's nothing that nothing that will will make you better well, and, um, you you infused that you infused that emotion wonderfully, and now that I heard that you tracked it in a, a three by three closet, I am uh, even more amazed at your talent. Unfortunately, we are out of time, so uh, I'm going to uh, thank you very much for for taking the time away from your songwriting, and I know you've got a show tonight. So, Joe, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, man. Joe Gill. You can see Joe live tonight at 8 p.m. at the Hotel Cafe. If you're one of our Southern California listeners, Hotel Cafe is in Hollywood. You can also download his songs and his EPs at www.joegill.com. When we return, the fabulous sonnet joins us. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan. Friday, and of course, that's a cut from I'll Be the One by the Fabulous Sonnet, who's going to join us in just a second. But I want to remind everybody that we are brought to you by Solar City. Solar City is the number one provider of solar energy, of all of clean energy to homes and businesses across the United States. And if you would like to find out how to solarize, solarize your home or solarize your business, call my friend Tina. Tina is at 909 618 6937. That's 909-618-6937. Tell her Music Friday sent you. Tell her I sent you, and she will give you a discount on your first order. Well, it's natural for songwriters to draw from their own life experience to craft songs. After all, their own life is the material closest, closest at hand. The art comes in when they can take that material and set it to music in a way that makes it both personal and universal, simultaneously intimate and accessible to others. 
Sonnet does that so well that her music just entices you into her soul while it convinces you to explore your own. Her new EP, Sonnet, seduces you with her one-of-a-kind voice, her lyrics that are as honest and authentic as any you're going to hear anywhere, and sumptuous arrangements that envelop you in what can only be described as Sonnet World, a very nice place to be. Born in Greece, raised in India and Switzerland, trained at UCLA, and now living in Los Angeles, Sonnet is with us. Sonnet, welcome to Music Friday. Thank you. Wow. What an introduction. Thank you. Well, uh, Henry Kissinger used to say it has the advantage, the added advantage of being true. Um, <laughs> Sonnet, I, I've been listening to your album all week, and each time, oh. uh, well, it's my job, you know, but um, yeah. it's also a very pleasant part of my job. And each time I listen to it, I hear something new, and and I kind of marvel at the range that you exhibit in your songs and your experiences, your styles and your stories. And uh, so let me say, first of all, I think the album is a, the triumph. The EP is a triumph, especially for an early career effort that you pulled out all the stops, and it really worked. So I congratulate you. Um, we we just played a little bit of it. We played a little bit of. I'll be the one, and so. But I want to play a, a cut from my favorite. And this is the one I have been listening to sort of over and over again. And, and my favorite is "Half Your Heart." So here we go. <laughs> puts an arrow in your heart. Where, where did that song come from? <laughs> it came from trying to pull the arrow out of my heart, <laughs> probably. Oh. <laughs> um, it was right before I released the record, I wrote that song, and um, we put it on at the very end. So uh, I was going through sort of exactly the words of that song, just kind of letting go of a relationship that wasn't really working out um, and knowing that I, I needed more and wanted more and wrote that song and just kind of, you know, came out of me and decided it needed to be on the record because uh, it feels sort of like a bridge between where I was and where I'm going and wanted to make sure that it was a part of the picture that people were getting when they got the record. It It's so different than, than your other songs. I mean, the song right now that, that's got a lot of buzz is Boys, or Boys and Girls, both of them, and we're going to play mm -hmm. pieces of those, but 
it's almost like you're you're a different person. Uh, were, was it just that song, or or have you developed that that voice that 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 allows you to pull out that kind of emotion? Yeah, I think that that's really more the direction of record number two, and for me, you know, just trying, trying to challenge myself even more and really try to be authentic with my lyrics and my words. Um, and still make it really accessible, which I think the rest of the EP is does that, but it, it's still a little bit soft, rounding the edges a little bit, and mm-hmm. and half your heart feels like I I didn't compromise for anybody else's understanding. I, this was like the grit of what I was going through, and I feel like uh, well, record two is like I said, it will be more along those lines because it's the bridging of that for me. Well, I hope that doesn't mean you have to have more breakups in order to do songs like no. that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just more like the um, being, you know, truly the journey of in, going in to see, you know, and then also take what you find on the inside and say, and bring it on the outside in yeah, well, song form. You, you you pull that off beautifully, and um, uh, I, uh, I it's an earworm. I just can't get it out of uh, out of my head. Um, you have. I'm doing a video for that tonight. Oh, you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, make sure that uh, you or your agent uh, let me know about it. We'd love to, if you want us to, we'd love to post that on our on our website. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Now, um, you have said that you were born singing, which must have been a surprise for your mom and the doctor. Um, but the, the point is that you realized your talent and your direction very, very young, three or four years old. Do you actually remember that moment, or was there a moment? There wasn't a moment because I. It just was like as you develop, you're just singing. I don't, you know. I mean, my mom tells stories of me being on the changing table in India and singing. So I think I just was always singing. And it was just always the goal, always, always the direction. Well, uh, that kind of understanding of yourself uh, that young is a gift because I know a lot of of artists flail around for years to figure out um, what they want to be when they grow up. Um, at one point, you sat down to write, and was that a eureka moment, or was that just sort of the next natural thing for you to do was to was to write your own songs? No, that was definitely a eureka moment because I, I think, yes, I had direction, but I flailed around a lot trying to find my sound and trying, you know, I did opera, I did jazz, I, I I, was trying to find somebody who would write my songs for me. And it wasn't really until I just sat down and was like, oh, I'm just going to write my own songs because I can't figure it out. And it wasn't that I wanted to write my own songs. I just didn't know what else to do. And it was only until... It was then that I was like, oh, it makes so much more sense now. Like, I have something to sink my teeth into. I have my own story here to tell, and and it makes sense. Well, I, I, I want to play a piece of, of one of those songs, and this is one of the songs that's uh, creating a lot of the buzz around you right now, and this is Boys.
Yeah, yeah. Actually, it sounds some a, a little bit plaintive. Um, you, you sing, um, you will never know. Uh, I, I can kind of, in my mind, I can watch you in all your green-eyed, blonde glory dancing alone out there, bobbing up and down. It's quite a contrast, and it, it's quite a song, too. Now, did you write that on purpose as an antidote to boys, or did that come from a different place? Uh, no, absolutely. It was the, it was the reply to boys, um, for sure. And that's, I mean, you can hear it even in the like structure of the song. It's a lot harder. It's a lot, you know, more aggressive, and it's just more of like a confessional of how crazy we can be sometimes. Well, obviously another song that all the guys out there should listen to and they can learn from. <laughs> and speaking and speaking of the guys out there, John C. in Austin has uh, uh, emailed and says, uh, love her, I'm dancing with my earphones on, and the words are really cool too. Is she ever going to show up in Texas? One of these days soon. I've been getting a lot of requests to from people around the states. I gotta get I gotta get in the car and start going around the states <laughs> pretty soon I think because I've got some amazing fans around that I'd love to go and see and play for. Well, there you have at least one in Texas. Have you ever been to South by Southwest? Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Okay, um, it, I didn't go last year. I went the year before. Okay, well, obviously you have a fan there in Texas. You also have a fan in Ashland. BB Sexy says. Um, I know you're out of college now, but I can think, but I can see you giving a concert here in Ashland and the entire college showing up and listen to you. You are exactly what we want. Just don't tell anybody you're from California. <laughs> right. That sounds great. I guess I better go. I better get on the road. <laughs> well, Ashland, of course, is a big college town as well as big yeah. theater town, so I think they would love you there. Your voice on boys and on girls is totally different from the voice in on Half Your Heart or on the acoustic version of Oh, You're the One. It's kind of deeper in your throat, more jazz, more emotion. Are, are you still exploring voices, or have you found your voice yet? Um, I think that I different things pull different different voices from me. So I, I think that I have found my voice that I tend to – I have a lot of – a lot of uh, variety and and different colors that I can pull in depending on what the song needs. So so you've got a lot of different um, voices in your quiver, and you can apply them where you need to, or or, or is that being a little too yeah. kind of about it? Uh, well, yeah, I think that's true, but I, I don't know if I think about it quite that way. I think it just is like the emotion that comes from my from the song evokes a certain sound and that you know has been a downfall for me at times too because there is so much flexibility in my sound but I think that uh, I've done a lot of work to really find my sound and and that has a lot of variety to it so you actually absolutely Mm -hmm. if uh from, from what I from what I can hear um now, why did you leave opera and j- jazz training? Seems like you had a scholarship for opera, didn't you? Yeah. Um, well, it just didn't um, didn't speak to me. I, I 
it didn't really speak to me anymore. <laughs> and it was, you know, very, like, strict and you singing everything that's on the page. And I wasn't inspired to go the next level of, like, um, interpreting the opera music. It just it wasn't for me. And jazz was very enticing because you had to take what you what was on the page and take it off the page, which was so foreign. And I fell on my face the first time I did a jazz class, and they were like, here, be, you know, like ad-lib here. And I just, like, didn't know what I was doing. But getting, mastering that and then having the space within the music so that you can go anywhere and do and just be able to put your voice into any musical context is um, gives you so much creative freedom, and I was really grateful for that experience. But, again, jazz also wasn't enough for me. Um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't where I wanted to end up. It just helped color my um, sound. Well, we're 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 glad you did. Um, although I I think I hear just a little bit of of jazz in in half your heart, uh, so I don't think you, yeah. you 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 gave it up com- completely. Um, and and like I say, we're we're very very happy you did. We're talking with Sonnet, uh, and you can talk with her yourself three four seven two one five seventy five eleven here on Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan. You can email us. You can email us to either one of our email addresses: musicfridaylive at gmail dot com or at our corporate address: fairnessradio at gmail dot com. And we're playing tunes and talking with the fabulous musician Sonnet. Now you're you're not. Performing anywhere? You you don't have a tour set up right now, do you? Not at the moment. Mm-mm. I've just been working on record number two. Can you tell us about record number two? Um, well, it's going to be more along the lines of Half Your Heart. Um, I feel uh, for me, I've been really uh, on a journey of self-seeking. <laughs> I can know, you know, it's kind of uncovering the what it means to be a musician, what it means to be an artist and, and my journey along and how, how it's so relatable to everybody's journey in life. And so it's exploring that and that's what record number two will be a little more raw, a little more space for my voice to, um, to have a little more, uh, fun. They like stru- was very structured record number one and record number two will be a little more along the lines of top your heart, a little outside the box. Well, that's that's really good news for me, I'll tell you, because I love half half your heart. Um, you also have um, a, another career, and that is um, music, and I think even acting in commercials. You did um, uh, the, the music for the Coca Cola Lagoon Park campaign, and uh, you also were in the uh, Overstock dot com uh, commercial action, and you actually showed up in the commercial, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, that was just so fun and such a great experience. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. I didn't go into it as an actress, but it came out as one, I guess. <laughs> well, and, and watching you, you, you obviously have acting talent. Is, is that a part of your career you want to keep up? Yeah, I would love to. I mean, it's, a, it's hard to juggle all sides, you know, keep writing creatively and also try to play songs. and But, it is kind of like the way moving forward as if you can place the songs that you write, then you can continually sustain yourself as in this career um, and as an artist. So the two are really crucial, I think, for, for my um, existence as an artist. 
Well, of course, sustaining yourself as an artist is, is always a challenge, particularly in a tough environment like uh, like Los Angeles. So, uh, congratulations uh, to you. I, I understand that um, your song uh, in the Coca-Cola Lagoon Park campaign got forty thousand downloads in its first month on iTunes. So, uh, obviously, you you learned something on that one, and you learned something very good. And I I, I hope to see many many more of those. Uh, um, well, they Where? weren't on iTunes. They were free downloads. <laughs> I gave away oh. on, on the on the website for the Lagoon Coca Cola website. <clears throat> but just the same, it was amazing that so many people reached out and wanted the song. Well, I hope to see a, a lot more of that, and I know as an artist, uh, you probably hope to see a lot more of that of that too. Um, you say that that the album you're working on is moving more towards half your heart. Now, you've got a following, and I've, based on some of the emails I'm getting here, uh, a lot of people see you as a pop artist, but uh, half your heart is is not pop. Uh, do you recognize the fact that that, that You've got fans who look at you from a pop point of view and fans who look at you from different points of view, and do you try to satisfy all of them? Um, I do, but I also try to be true to who I am and what I have to say because I, I feel like the more – when I have been most most authentic is when people respond the best. And like, for instance, with Happy Heart, and it, when I try to – please other people or do what they think I should do or what I think that they think I should do, it never really resonates the same way. And so I I try to walk the line of making sure that I'm not alienating people but also really remaining true to what I feel inspired to create. And I think that pop is just innately in there no matter what. It's just kind of like my twist on how pop is going to show up. And it's a very unique and personal twist, too. Uh, we've got an email here from uh, Lily in Philly who asked the question, are you a pop singer or what? You sound like a pop singer, but you're like no pop singer I've ever heard before. So. Well, <laughs> I guess I'm a pop singer or what? Because um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I come from the singer-songwriter background, but for me, that's not enough. I want to have to the beats and I like to have a little more um, fun than just the, you know, girl on the piano or girl on the guitar. And so it's important for me to have that fun element too. And I think that's why it sounds like pop, but I come from the singer songwriter, you know, well, this uh, well obviously it's working because we've got an email here from Mike in Maine who says, "Holy smokes, this gal is amazing," and I think she quit opera because there aren't many club mixes for that. Well, that may be true too. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, I, I want to I, I play uh, um, "I'll Be the One," and uh, let's talk, which is uh, a, another different take here. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday, and we're talking. Uh, we're talking with Sonnet. We're going to play a little bit of one of her other songs, I'll Be the One.
Well, there's a lot I could say about that, but I think Randy Andy in Ohio uh, said it best. And incidentally, we're talking with Sonnet, and we just played uh, a cut from I'll Be the One You Want uh, from her EP. And Randy Andy in Ohio, Sonnet, says, this is dance pop with a twist. She is awesome. Aw, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And, And... and I don't think he meant twists like the 1950s twist. I think he meant twists like uh, it's it's different. And I I agree with him too. I really you you managed to to put a curl in your voice there that that takes it above and beyond the usual female pop voice. And I don't know how you do it, but it but it works very well. And, Thank you. I appreciate that. That's understood because that's how I feel about it too. <laughs> Have you practiced? Well, unfortunately, uh, we've got a lot more emails. Allison in uh, Chicago and um, uh, Linda in New York City and several others all have got really nice things to say about you. But unfortunately, our producer has a not nice thing to say, and that is we're out of time, Sonnet. So uh-huh. I want to I want to thank you for spending the morning with us. And before you go, remind our audience where they can get your music. Um, well, you can find me at sonnetmusic.com, and I'm on iTunes and all of the portals for music. But um, you can, if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, you can really get all my updates and chit-chat with me and um, would love to you to reach out and say hi. Okay, well, reach out and say hi to, to, to Sonnet when you get a chance. And right now, we're going to have to say you've been listening to Fairness Radio's new program, Music Friday, with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates around the country. Follow our Twitter feed and get real-time updates on our guests. We also post who our guests are going to be on our Facebook page, and you can see their pictures and their videos and their songs on our new website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. And you can download this and other Music Friday programs at cyberstationusa.com and at blogtalkradio.com. Tune in next Friday for another Rising Young Star and our special guest, Ray Bonneville. Good night, everybody.